0: You're listening to Supply Chain Radio. My name is Matt Gunn, joined today by Matt Simonson and Bernie DeMaris, both from Infor. Gentlemen, how are you today? Doing great. Fantastic. All right. So in the supply chain world, something that we've been talking about for, gosh, several years now, it's been a big theme. You hear it, certainly a buzzword, is digital transformation. But often from our perspective, we don't always think about what that means and how it affects the organization. Sure, it is bringing the physical and the digital information together to have a better view of your supply chain, a better view of your processes and the inner workings within the enterprise, across the enterprise, breaking down silos, etc. But saying those words is its easy. I mean, you can be very glib when you throw out terms like that, because not everyone understands what it actually takes to undergo
1: transformation. And it's not easy. Let's start with the supply chain. You, you mentioned supply chain, and I think to most people that is a, a back office operation. One of the examples we use in retail that makes the supply chain something that we can all appreciate is the concept of of stocks. When you go into a retailer, and you are looking for a particular item that might have been promoted, and you go to the shelf and it's not there, That is a customer shopping experience, which is not a good one, and the retailer is very concerned about that and the lost sale and how that has an impact on the customer. That is actually tied directly back to a supply chain issue. Absolutely. All of a sudden,
0: you can't trust your inventory counts. You can't trust the flow of goods coming inbound. It has a lot of implications, and that lost sale isn't just one sale often can hurt you down the road. Right, you
1: don't know how many people have now come in and seen that the shelf was empty for that one product that was on promotion and now has a a potential ripple effect of the exact opposite of what you're looking to do as a retailer where you want people to tell a friend and tell another friend about their great shopping experience. You have just the opposite happening. Right, and so
0: often when you're in the supply chain space and you're just focused on that, you don't think about those customer and consumer implications, right? You're just trying to serve your stores or your fulfillment centers or hit that certain piece and make sure your suppliers are upholding certain standards and your carriers are
1: doing what they're supposed to do and you have some modicum of control over it. So one of the things that Infor and other technology companies, but Infor in particular, is trying to do is to look at a consumer-facing or consumer impact of a traditionally back-office operation such as supply chain and note that that is a flow of data that happens you know, throughout and horizontally throughout the enterprise. And that technology is being delivered in a way to prevent that from happening by providing visibility and a flow of data where that out of stock situation can be prevented by somebody interceding and in, in seeing that there's a potential problem and catching it and coming up with a solution before it happens. That is the goal of uh, having a horizontal view of the enterprise and how it works and letting technology enable that and give everybody the information they need. Absolutely. So, okay, thrown out a couple of large
0: terms here and things that are pretty common to someone in the supply chain. But I think both of you have been on the other side in particular, not coming from the vendor space, the the software space, being the people that are confronted with the actual challenges happening within your business right now. There are so many different ways to approach some of these challenges in the supply chain in particular and plenty of different softwares out there. So how do you kind of separate signal from noise? How do you get out of the mindset that you have to replace like for like within your software stack? And maybe you, you know, your ERP can just be replaced by another ERP or simple systems that you have in there and change your mindset toward this more horizontal view, a more outcome based view. What are the things that are, that are hard for someone who's in that role to, not only understand themselves, but then to build adoption throughout the organization to achieve.
2: Yeah. And I think you've summed up the challenge of digital transformation adoption by retailers and by other companies. It's not that they don't want to digitally transform. They're hearing every day from their C-suite that they need to do it. They're seeing it from their competitors and different facets. They understand their business is at risk. Unfortunately, Historically, companies have organized around business function and within business function, a lot of times by application. And the problems that we are seeing today are of the nature that cannot be solved within a single application. So even within just the supply chain, looking at two big issues of out-of-stocks and reverse logistics, those are problems all retailers deal with. But unfortunately for them, they can't go out into the market and buy
1: a reverse logistics application or an out-of-stocks application. Because there's no single buyer for that because it spans multiple functional areas, each with a budget responsible for sponsoring different technologies, but usually only within their space. So it really takes a need to take the vertical organization by functional area and turn it on its side to make it horizontal so that somebody can see that horizontal view and the value of having technology that spans multiple functional areas. One of the
2: things that Bernie and I discuss frequently is that the technology is almost like a square peg and it's just going to try to fit into a round hole if retailers are not willing to re-examine their organizational structure and process changes along with technology adoption. Digital transformation is not simply getting new technology. That will not be a successful strategy unless they re-examine the processes and re-examine
1: how they are organized around those key processes. And if for some reason they can't embrace reorganizing around strategy and reorganizing horizontally, they should at very least develop a very strong process orientation where they are mapping business processes and the data that flows through them, because that's where technology is going to come into play in terms of allowing that data to flow more smoothly and with a lot more velocity to enable them to do their business better, faster, quicker.
0: I find both of these challenges really interesting because uh, out of stock, again, there's no single platform to fix that. Reverse logistics, as more people are shopping online and never get to see and touch and try the products before they get them, you end up having a lot more things coming right back in. Higher returns. And again if you aren't addressing those in a holistic manner they stay within that classic supply chain issue thing of just becoming a cost center maybe you find a third party that can help you with reverse logistics and handle some of the movement of goods back in or get it refurbished and back into stores or however you want to handle that type of situation then the out of stock problem maybe you're just going to pay more expediters get more product to your stores faster and just lose that money but it's such a fine balance there, and it's so much money that's just being pumped into somewhere else. You're not really turning those issues into something that you're controlling. You're simply
1: throwing money to make it go away. Lost sales associated with out-of-stocks. I'm going to get this wrong. Matt may remember it and correct me, but we've been given statistics that the value of out-of-stocks is equivalent to the revenue of the top 400 billion i think was the number. Billion 400 billion is the number. Billion. So it's about the top 10 15 retailers in total is the value of the auto stock revenue lost. So it's kind of the reverse of, you know, what we see. It's an industry unto itself. Likewise with reverse logistics, if you took all of the returned merchandise and the value of that merchandise and what it took to process it, it would be another industry into itself, a retail industry and yeah, the, the, the customer value would be itself would be multiple the hundreds of mil- yeah, multiples of <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars in out of stocks that needs software to help it be non existent as a business, right? And and we take that cost out of the retail industry. It would be a huge thing. And Infor has the software that enables us to do that. Right. So,
0: the most fundamental level, I guess, when you start this journey on digital transformation, when it comes from your board or when it comes from your C-suite, where do you begin?
2: That's actually the question we get a lot from retailers. It's like, yes, I understand this is what we need to do, but I am a person in this business group. How do we start doing this? Because I can't do it by myself. We can't do all of it at the same time. And what we say is that you do need a partner not only a partner who can provide the technology, but a partner who can provide the roadmap, the process analysis, assist you with uh, business case development and help you shepherd the initiatives throughout your organization. So one of the things that's really exciting to me is the SaaS model. And I always like to emphasize the service in software as a service, the old on-prem license model that is dying that emphasizes the software I want to sell you the software and then whatever happens afterwards uh, happens but this is a different type of engagement this is partnership renewals come up every three to five years if you don't do your job as a software partner then you will not get renewals and you will have trouble staying in business so the software provider the retailer they are in the same boat and they're going to sink or swim together. That is very exciting to me because we have the opportunity to really do digital transformation. And the other key thing that we notice is that digital transformation is a get your hands dirty type of process. It is not easy or else everybody would have already done it. It is a multi-year commitment to saving your business and making sure that your business is able to compete in the future.
0: It's a fundamental shift in your entire view of the supply chain, say.
1: And retail has gotten to the point, we're at that tipping point, where you will not survive. And we've heard the next five years there's going to be a lot of weeding out, not so much because of the e-commerce effect and dominant players in, the, in that side of the business. Retail is still a strong, very big, vital industry, but the competition for customers and margin is going to force some customers that have put off transforming their cost model for IT in a situation where they can't afford their current legacy systems and it'll be too late for them to make the investment to transform and they'll be out of business. And there are a couple of key retailers that are in that spot right now without mentioning names that they've waited too long to make a transformation in their cost structure and have lost revenue. So now the squeeze is on and they have to do something dramatic, and the question will be, what will be their Hail Mary pass, right? What will they do to, to win? So a couple other questions, just rapid fire as we
0: kind of close this out, but in terms that we heard, so the software as a service model, the partnership between a vendor and an enterprise, and simply taking those first steps off of those legacy systems that perhaps are holding you back, all of that's very hard for some. Those systems may have been in there for 20 years with lots of customizations that give the retailer or the enterprise the illusion of control because they have it exactly how they want it. All of a sudden you're moving the whole delivery model to something that's a little bit, you know, not fully customized for them. It's out there in the cloud, it's delivered in a different and new way. All of these things to me seem like they could be scary. I know that people are changing, but it's a big leap for some in certain pockets within the supply chain, especially like to hold on to those pieces that they know and trust. How do you develop trust within all of that stuff? Is it showing you results quickly or is it as a vendor being responsive and truly
1: being that partner on the other side? So I have a bias as somebody who uh, tries to help companies put a business case for investing in new technology. Scary fear of change, all of the things that you mentioned that are highly emotional and truly an aspect of the people, process, and technology trinity that we have to deal with, the way you deal with emotion is to try to take the emotion out by looking at the costs, the numbers. If the finances tell you that the thing you most hold dear is this highly customized, very expensive on-premise application, if there is an alternative solution that allows you to save you know, millions and millions of dollars, suddenly it gets less scary, especially if you're a publicly held company and you're a stock owner. You have to think more like a business owner. And when you start putting some of those things into business terms and into financial terms, it's a little easier to appreciate the potential for change.
2: And I think reminding people the savings are available not because they're bad at their job or they've been doing something wrong for 20 years. Technology is changing, it's evolving. And it's changing the world. It's changing the opportunities for people to do new and better things. And so it's a responsibility of the software companies to make sure that they understand the value that their technology can bring to organizations and have that prepared and help demonstrate to the people who will end up using it and benefiting from it why it's so important for them to adopt it. Great. well,
0: Bernie, Matt, thank you for joining the show. A lot of really interesting things are going on in the digital transformation space, but certainly, again, some of those very fundamental pieces of it, those first steps are really big and hard to address. So it's good to hear that there are people working on this, that there's life after uh, on-premises solutions, and that- Definitely, (laughs) a lot of hope out there. It's evolving fast. There's a lot of potential (laughs) in the supply chain. Uh, And this has been an episode of Supply
2: Chain Radio. I'm Matt Gunn, thanks for listening.